Praise the Lord. What an awesome time of worship, uh, worshiping the Lord, remembering how great he is. And uh, <clears throat> just been a great time of worship with the family this this morning and we're here at Manifest. And we're glad you're joining us through uh, whether Facebook, whether you're on uh, YouTube, whichever uh, platform you're on. We're glad you're with us uh, here. Uh, we'd love for you to come and visit with us here at, at Manifest Church and and experience that worship together rather than just on the on the web but this is a way we can get the word out to people who are not near or local but we just uh thank god for this opportunity to come together to worship jesus the king of kings and lord of lords um <clears throat> this morning we're just going to continue in our series we've been in be prepared for the battle we have been talking about uh being prepared for the spiritual battle that we're in and, uh, you know, this all started as I was doing an end time series on a Friday night and God really just began to uh, just in, in, just woo me in through his spirit to begin to speak to the church concerning understanding spiritual warfare, understanding that we're in a battle and the importance of being uh, fully clothed for that battle and having the full armor of God on. And uh, we, you know, it kind of came from the idea where Peter, when he when he was talking to the saints about what the end times would look like, he said, knowing that these things are going to happen, what, ought to, what, what kind of people ought we to live like? What kind of people ought we to be? And so <clears throat> that really brought me to this place where we are right now, where we've been talking about the kind of people we ought to be living in the last days. What kind of people should we be living in the times that we're in? And one of the ways to be able to live in these times as Christians, you need to be put uh, fully clothed for the battle. Too many Christians, as I mentioned <clears throat> before, too many Christians don't realize they're in a battle. They think things are just natural. It's, you know, natural things that are going on. No, there, there are supernatural things. So let's pray and we're going to jump right into the word uh, and, and really just read there in Ephesians chapter six, where this is all taking place so that we can get catch up here. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your faithfulness in our lives. Thank you for the gift of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Thank you, Lord, that you did not leave us as orphans. You gave us the Holy Spirit to, to live in us and empower us for ministry. To give us the power, the fire that we need to do the will of God. To do your will. To carry out what you commanded us to do, which is a great commission. To make disciples, to preach the gospel everywhere. Lord, so I pray that you would continue to raise up right here at Manifest Church, raise up people that will go and preach the gospel, will go proclaim and equip people with the good news of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you will have your way. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to me. Empower me, Lord. I am not confident in myself. You take me. It is your grace that allows me to do what I'm doing today. So I ask you, Lord, to speak to your In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're going to be looking at uh, the uh, the breastplate of righteousness and our feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace today. So I want us to kind of go to Ephesians chapter 6, and I want you to see this <clears throat> in verse 10. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that when you take your stand against the devil's team, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, 
and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take, the shield, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I want to end there. And, and as we've been talking about being prepared for the battle, you notice there in verse, um, verse 12, we talked about, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. This battle that we are facing, yes, it is happening. We can see things taking place in the natural, but really it begins in the unseen realm, in the supernatural realm. It is a spiritual battle that is taking place, and people, apart from God, are being led by a uh, being influenced by a demonic spirit, the, the spirit of Antichrist is in this world already, and he is at work, and this is what we're seeing happening in this world. We're seeing the things that we're seeing because we are in a battle spiritually. We're not in a uh, physical, there could be some physical battles that take place. But here, the Apostle Paul is letting the believers know that we do not struggle, struggle against flesh and blood, but against the power, forces of evil and heavenly places. This is a spiritual battle. And so he talked about putting on the full armor. And uh, last week, I the first part that we got to was putting on, um, I mentioned here, was putting on the belt of truth. Last week, that's where we were, putting on the belt of truth. In biblical times when men and women wore tunics, uh, they wore tunics as a robe and kind of thing, so it's kind of a long thing. We talked about that, how having a belt fastened would call, where they can, they can fasten it on their belt so that they're able to run and not be impeded. And in the same way, our enemy um, we need when we're in this battle, we got to have a, a, a belt trapped on us to keep everything in place, so that we're not impeded to fight and move and have movements. Right? Well, we're talking about we're talking about Jesus being the truth. In John uh, fourteen six, remember Jesus said, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Truth is a person, and we need to be rooted in the truth of who Jesus Christ is. And then we need to not only be rooted in who Jesus Christ is and the truth, right? But his word, we need that his word is true. The Bible tells us, Jesus said it in John 17, 17. God, your word is truth. Amen? God's word is truth. And not only that, but he didn't just give us his word, but he gave us the Holy Spirit. Every believer, every born-again Christian has in them the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that Jesus said he is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth comes into the believer and he is also with you so that you're able to understand the word of God so that the word of God can be illuminated for you to be able to see. God is incredible in what he does. His, 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 he is constantly showing us. So we talked about that last week, being rooted and established in the truth of who Jesus is 
understanding that you have the spirit of truth in you to lead you and guide you into all truth, not just some truth, but all truth, where you can know how to live the life that God has commanded us to live. We talked about that spirit of truth in us. And so now I want us to move forward here and we're going to look at this breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate protects the vital organs of a soldier. When they put on a breastplate, it, it is to protect those vital organs. Why? Because if you get hit there, uh, it's over. And so you needed, they needed this armor, this breastplate. of It would go from the neck down to the waist here to protect these vital organs so that when they're in the battle, they're in a fight, they're not easily defeated. Um, they could take some blows with that on. The righteousness that we're to put on is not our own, guys. This righteousness, this righteousness that is the breastplate of the believer, it is it it is it, going to protect our heart. It's going to protect uh, the the heart. It's going to protect that vital organ, right? And we're talking about the heart as as the seat of the will, the emotions, the the, the basically your soul. It protects the soul. It, it that righteousness is there, and it's not our own righteousness. But it's the righteousness that comes from God, which is by faith in Jesus Christ. And so when you and I are putting on the, the truth, right? And, and you notice we're putting on the Lord Jesus, really. This is what we're doing. When we are preparing ourselves to go each day in this world, we're putting on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is truth. He is our righteousness. Amen. He is the gospel. There is no gospel without Jesus. There is no righteousness without Jesus. <laughs> no man will be declared righteous by works of the law. Apart from the law, apart from the law, there's a righteousness that has been revealed and has been revealed by faith in Jesus Christ. God has demonstrated a righteousness that we need. And we're going to get into this stuff uh, as we, we go here. I really want you to see this. The, the, the righteousness, it, it, in a broad sense, it means here, in the Greek, it means State of him who is as he ought to be, righteousness, the condition acceptable to God. We need to remember that our that our righteousness, meaning our right actions that we do, are as filthy rags to the holy God. You and I, what we do, the righteousness that we live by, the things that we do, uh, they're filthy rags to God. And they can't save us. Our righteousness cannot save us because it's not good enough. Do you remember when Jesus looked at the, the people? He says, if your righteousness does not surpass that of the, the tribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Wow, can you imagine? Those were the pious religious leaders of the day. I mean, these people, according the, the people looked to them. They looked at how they lived. And they were like, man, these people are like, they're super Christians, right? Oh. Have you ever heard somebody say, oh man, this person, this person is really a Christian. You know what? In Christ, we all can be super Christians, right? Why? Because it's not based on our righteousness, it's based on it. And so this is important as we look at when you put on this armor, it really helps you to understand. It gives your, it protects you from self-righteousness. It protects you from thinking that you are all that in a bag of chips, right? That you are the, 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 the sauce, right? That you're not that. You're not that. You're not anything. All, everything is about him. 
and to him be the glory. To him be the glory and the honor and the praise. Amen. To God be the glory, not to man. It was it's, as we remember this time, you know, we think about Christmas and we rejoice in the fact that God sent his only son. Man, we're rejoicing right now. This is a season that we, we don't think about Santa Claus. All oh, that's fun and game. But no, we think about Jesus. Jesus came to save us. So he, he came to save his people from their sin. God, uh, Emmanuel, God with us, right? Jesus came and he is the one that brings and gives us righteousness. So uh, I want to talk to you about this righteousness uh, that we're to put on. It's the Lord's righteousness. It's not our own. Because I want to tell you, friend, I, I, I will, I'll be the first to tell you my righteousness is a filthy rag. And, and there's no preacher, there's no person on this God's green earth that their righteousness is good enough to be acceptable to God. There was only one that was acceptable to God. And only his sacrifice was acceptable. It was his blood. That was acceptable to heaven. Hallelujah. You think about that, man. You think about all the blood that was poured, that was shed in the altars throughout the centuries, and Jesus comes along and one drop of his blood satisfies the demand. Man, that'll, that'll cause you to shout. Jesus is awesome. He's a far better sacrifice. He's a, a far better high priest, man. Jesus is better than anything, and he is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. We got to understand that Jesus is going, understanding that it is his righteousness going on will protect us. Listen, uh, something I want to talk about this imputed righteousness that we get from Jesus Christ. Here, the Bible tells in Proverbs 11 4, it says, Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath. But righteousness delivers from death. What you and I need to deliver us from death is not money, not power, it's not influence, it's righteousness. And guess what? We can't get it from ourselves. We got to look to the Lamb. The Lamb of God is the, the, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. He is the one that we can get righteousness from. Look at Romans. 117 with me, uh, 1 verse 17. I love this. The Apostle Paul writes, For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. Man, I don't know about you, but that's good news that this righteousness isn't, man, can I tell you, your best day is still bad. Because you know what? You're going to have a bad day. And it's not going to be good enough because you can never be always right in God's eyes apart from Jesus Christ. Amen? And this protects our heart. This protects us in that, in that vulnerable place where our mind and our emotions, it protects us in those moments when the enemy comes in to, like a flood. But the Bible says the, Lord will, the, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. How does that happen when we understand, Lord, we're putting on your way? I recognize, Lord, my righteousness would be good enough. Lord, it was, and I can't look at someone else and judge them and look down on them. Why? Because you're able to save to the uttermost. There's no one that you can't reach. You reach me. How could you not reach the lowest of the lowest, right? As we think in society, God is able to reach you. 
The Bible tells us in Romans 3, verse 21 to 24, I want you to see this. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been made known to which the law and the prophets testify. Again, this is Romans 3, verses 21 to 24. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ, or by Christ Jesus. Amen? So again, this is the imputed righteousness that we have, which is by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.30, I love this. He says, it is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, redemption. Jesus Christ has become for you and me our righteousness, our holiness, and our redemption. Somebody say praise God. Praise God that Jesus has become our righteousness. So we're not having to do something in order to be acceptable to God. God has already made us acceptable in the beloved because of Jesus Christ. It is because of him that we're acceptable, that our life is acceptable to God. Our, our, our life is acceptable because of what Jesus Christ did. You might be thinking, well, you know, I know pastor, but you know, I, I'm trying to live a good life and I'm trying to do this and I'm trying to, let me tell you, friends, stop trying to do something you can't do in your own strength. It is not up to you. It was what Jesus did. And his precious blood that was poured out was enough to cover our Again, as I'm declaring this, I want to talk to you about something that uh, I am not in any way telling you that you are not to have right action as a Christian. As a Christian, obviously, you're not have it. Why? Because if the Holy Spirit is living in you, if God's Spirit is indwelling you now, then you ought to bear the fruit of the Spirit in your life. And you ought to be getting rid of sin in your life. You ought to be purifying yourself uh, so that when you see him, you're going to be like him. This is what the Apostle Paul, Apostle John writes in his letter in 1 John. And so you and I need to understand that it's not that I'm, a, I'm ex, um, excused from having right actions. That's not what I'm saying at all, because there are people out there who, who do the same thing. They use the grace of God as a license to commit sin. Well, this is not the heart of the Lord. This is not someone who has come to know Jesus. They don't use what Jesus did on the cross as their excuse to go ahead and live a sinful life. That is not having the having. I will I will have a hard time believing that person is even born again. Why? Because God gives you new desires, and God puts a desire in you through His Spirit to please Him. You want to look to please the Lord. You want to look to see what 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 He cares about and want to do what He when you're born of God's Spirit. And you know what? It doesn't mean you're going to be sinless. Because if you say that, you're a liar and the truth is not in you. That's what John wrote. But we have an advocate, praise God, the Lord Jesus Christ. That when we do sin, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. <laughs> what a mighty God we serve. So it is not a, uh, I, I want to I go into that now. So we, we understand this imputed righteousness, but that imputed righteousness does not uh, the, uh, dissolve us from live to have from having right actions in our life that would honor God. I want to show you this uh, here in uh, 
And, and what I want you to say is that un, we're under now the power of Christ's righteousness. We once were under the power of sin, which led us to living wicked lives and living us and living a life that is uh, not righteous at all, that it was about fulfilling the lust of the flesh and uh, the, all those kinds of things. It caused us to do things that dishonored God. But when we are in Christ, we receive, we understand that our righteousness came from him. And because of that, now we're under the control of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And now we are living uh, not for unrighteousness, but for righteousness. Now we're living a life to glorify him. Our life no longer is about glorifying ourselves. It's about living for him. Uh, here in Romans 1, it says, What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Man, if you have that understanding, you don't know God. Should, oh, might as well go on sinning because, you know, grace is going to continue. And so if grace is going to continue, I might as well go ahead and keep on sinning. Well, that's not the way of God. That's not, that's not what Paul is saying. Certainly not as the answer. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. This is Romans 6, verse 12 through 13. It says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. You see, now, because we're under the power of Jesus Christ, because we have come into a relationship with the creator of heaven and earth, he has given us a spirit. And because he has given us a spirit now, his spirit is at work in us, causing us to do of his good pleasure. And therefore, what brings God pleasure is right actions that you and I begin to demonstrate right actions with the understanding that it's not the right actions that makes it acceptable. God has already made us acceptable in Christ, but we, through because we love him, we want to please him and we want to do what honors him. We want to, we want to do the things that glorify him. Last one here, 1 Peter 2, 24. This is the last one for about this being under the control of Christ's righteousness. Look here, 1 Peter 2, 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. See, Jesus is doing a work in your life and in my life, and it is by, because of what he did on that cross, we are now no longer to live. We've died to sin so that now we can live for righteousness, so that now our lives will be committed to serving the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what God is doing in our lives. If, if you are born again, this is what our mission ought to be, is our, our, our worship ought to be is to, to begin to get away from sin, to die to it, understand that we have died to it, and now we're living for righteousness. Remember, uh, uh, this is a, a, a scripture I learned as a young man in the faith. God, this was one that I committed to memory. Matthew 6.33. What's it say? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things will be added unto you. You know, this was a moment where Jesus was talking to them about not being worried about their needs, not being worried about 
how what they were going to eat, what they were going to wear, where were they going to live. He said, hey, what you ought to do, that's what the pagans run after. But you ought to, you ought to put your trust in Jesus Christ and his righteousness and, and begin to look for to seek out his kingdom and his righteousness because he'll take care of all those things. All right, let's go on to the next um, here. The apostle here back in Ephesians, he says here um, in verse 15, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. We're to, we're to take up now, we're to put on, we're to, this means we're to do this daily, that you and I are, we're daily ought to be prepared to share the gospel of peace with people. The gospel means good news, guys. It is good news. The good news that we want to share with our family, friends, and neighbors is we can have peace with God through what Jesus did on the cross and his resurrection. Man, what good news. You know, when you and I understand that when we put on, we're saying um, the Apostle Paul with, the, with part of the armor, putting on Jesus is always having, being ready to share with our neighbor, our friend, our family, member, our coworker, wherever you are, to share with someone the good news of Jesus Christ to declare that, hey, man, even think about now. People are hustling and bustle about Christmas. There are people thinking, oh, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, oh, you know, they start thinking I don't have the money for gifts. And you can hey, you can you can you can calm them down and say, you know what, friend? Let me say something to you. Don't worry about the money. Don't worry about I don't have this to give to this person or that person, because you know what? That's not what this is about. You know, God knew we didn't have enough. God knew we didn't have enough to pay for what we deserved. God knew we didn't have the money. God knew we didn't have the resources, right, to deliver ourselves. And you know what he did? God sent his son. God sent the Lord Jesus Christ as a gift to us. The Bible says that he's Emmanuel, God with us. He's a gift to you, to me. We didn't pay for this, guys. Jesus came. God, of the creator of heaven and earth, gave this special gift for you and for me. And all we have to do is believe and trust in him by faith. And God would impute in your life righteousness. And what you'll want to do is you'll be prepared. You'll be fitting. You'll be strapping yourself every day with wanting to give the good news to someone. And you can do that with that friend, with that neighbor, with that coworker. You can encourage them that this is not the, it's not about gifts. It's that God gave. God gave. God gave. And today... Will you receive that gift? Will you receive him? And so this is the good news. This is what we're to carry. Romans 10, 15, he's quoting uh, one of the prophets. Look what he says. And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Man, I'm telling you, your feet are beautiful to the Lord. Why? Because those feet are carrying the good news you're being a herald for Jesus Christ. You are bringing the good news. 
When you put on the Lord, you're putting on the gospel. And the gospel begins to happen when you declare it. The gospel begins to take place wherever you are. And God begins to move on your friends, your coworkers, your family members, their hearts. You may not even see it. You might share that word and they'll look at you like you're crazy. But I promise you that the Holy Spirit's role in this world, the Bible says the Holy Spirit comes into the world to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. And I guarantee you that the Holy Spirit is at work and he is moving in their hearts and minds with that word. Why? Because the Bible says that his word will go forth and it will not return void. So be ready as Christians when we're in this battle to have the gospel, the good news fitted. Put it on your feet every day and say, I'm going to carry the good news. I'm going to take it and remind people Jesus died for their sins. He was buried on the third day and he rose again from the dead. Amen. And one day he's coming back to rule and to reign and to correct all the wrongs. Listen, we don't need the social justice warriors. We need the Jesus Christ. We don't need any of that. We need Jesus because Jesus is the reason for this season. And Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And he is righteous and he is true. And in him there is no darkness at all. That's who we need. Jesus Christ. We need Jesus Christ in every man's heart. And that will change the man's heart from being wicked. And, and, and unjust to people. It'll change their heart. It has always been Jesus Christ. If there is no philosophy out there. There is no law that can change the heart of man but Jesus Christ and Him alone. That is the news. That is the good news. That is what is beautiful that we carry. So friend, I want to tell you today, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. But put them on as we've been talking so far, put on that, fasten that belt buckle of truth around your waist. Put on the breastplate of righteousness and guard your heart from self-righteousness. And man, be fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. Man, be prepared. So, well, pastor, I don't know what to say. You know what? Share your testimony. Share with someone what Jesus did for you, how he delivered you from sin, how he saved you. Talk to them about him. Amen. When was the last time you shared with someone the good news? what Jesus did. You don't have to be a theologian. All you got to know is that Jesus came. You know what? All you got to know is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's all you need to know. You need to know him and you'll make him known. If you know Jesus, you'll tell someone about him. Let me pray for you as we close this morning. Oh, Lord, thank you for Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. We worship and magnify you this morning. We come, Lord, humbling ourselves, recognizing, Lord, without you, we are lost. Without you, we're in darkness. But thank God that you came as a babe. You came. And one day you're coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and you're going to rule from David's throne for a thousand years, and then you're going to set up the new heaven and new earth. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us the gift of the Holy Spirit so that we have the deposit guaranteeing our inheritance to come. Lord, I pray for those right here in my home and those who are listening, watching. Lord, touch their hearts today. Draw them to you. Bring them out of a place of complacency and to get in the battle. Lord, it's not about us. It's not, it's not all. It's, it's about you. It's about having a relationship with you and knowing you and making you known to people. 
God, may they grow in their faith, in their love for you. God, if there's someone listening and watching right now who doesn't know you, today is the day of salvation. Don't harden your heart. Today, today's the day because tomorrow isn't promised to you. Today's the day that you can say, Lord Jesus, I confess you as Lord. I believe in my heart that God raised you from the dead. And I ask you to save me from my sins. I repent of my sins, oh God, and I receive Jesus as my Lord. I believe that He's my Savior. He's the one to take away my sins, and I look to Him today. And the Bible says, when you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And, and when you're saved, the Bible says, repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Be Repent and be baptized. And, and God is going to fill you with the Holy Spirit. You're not going to be left an orphan. And He's going to put you in the body of Christ. He's going to put you in, and insert you into the body. He's going to place you where you need to be, worshiping with God's people daily. Listen, being online isn't what it is. It's worshiping Him. And so, Lord, we thank You for this right now. And I pray You have Your way in their lives. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you. God bless you. Thank you for being with us this morning. We'll see you next time.